Thank you for joining me, JR. Oh, thanks for having me. So I understand that you attended Hovde's campaign announcement just in the last hour. Can you tell us what you heard tonight? Uh, He struck a theme of an American dream that is starting to fail, getting harder for people to achieve, a country going the wrong direction. He called the pullout from Afghanistan the way it was handled, perhaps the most embarrassing day of his life, and he promised to bring people together to fix these issues. Uh, He took a couple of digs at Timmy Baldwin, the U.S. Senator from Madison, saying that, you know, she's got a record he's going to hold her accountable for, but vowed not to get in the politics of personal destruction and and make this about an ideas kind of campaign. And so I understand that he's been previewing this run for a while. What has Hovde been up to for the last few months? Laying the foundation, hiring people, putting a team together. I reported a few weeks ago that he'd you know, got a campaign manager and general consultant. He's got his TV t- people were on board. So basically, he was laying the foundation. The idea is that somebody like Hovde can do what Ron Johnson did back in 2010, which was Ron Johnson didn't really kind of make a decision about running until probably March of 2010. From announced in April. By May, he'd won the endorsement of the state Republican Party, and he was off and running and beat Russ Feingold that fall. Now, that was 14 years ago. It's a different world than it was back then. Hubby has personal wealth. The expectation among insiders I talked to is that he will spend a lot of that money to kind of prime the pump, essentially, to remind people who he is, get back up on air with TV ads to launch this campaign, and that he's going to try and do a model, kind of like the Ron Johnson model, and take a longtime incumbent by this kind of concentrated campaign starting now going through November. As you mentioned, Hovde is a Madison area businessman, and this isn't his first foray into politics. What is his background? So he ran for U.S. Senate in 2012, finished a surprisingly strong second to Tommy Thompson in that Republican primary. But he's flirted with running almost every cycle since then. He thought about running for governor in 2022, flirted with other offices. So he's kind of teased before that he might run again. This is the first time he's actually pulled the trigger. So as he kind of delayed a bit getting back into this campaign, people kind of wonder, okay, is he really going to do it this time? What is his, his business background? What do people know him for? In Wisconsin, he's known, obviously, for Hubby Properties, family business. He's helped grow that company significantly. They do a lot of development. He had his launch today at Ovation, that building on West Johnson that he and his brother helped do. But Democrats are going to knock him often as a California bank owner. Uh, he's got this bank in California that he's got an ownership stake in, and they are going to try to portray him as somebody who isn't really tied to Wisconsin, but is kind of running for office because he's an opportunity rather than he cares about the state. Now, during his launch, his older brother tried to kind of rebuff some of that criticism, noting that Eric went to school at Madison East High School. He was born here, I believe. He went to UW-Madison, talked about how they're both Packers shareholders, bemoaned uh, recent losses by the Wisconsin Badgers men's basketball team. So saying that, you know, we're from, we are from here. This is our home. And, you know, it's not right to say we're just not really from Madison, from Wisconsin. So you touched on this a bit earlier, but can you walk us through some of his main campaign priorities? Well, he talked about basically restoring this American dream kind of idea, that he is unhappy with the direction of the country, talked about defunding the police is the worst idea perhaps he's ever heard, that that's not working, securing the border, that there have been 9 to 12 million people who've come across the border illegally since Biden took office, that there's not enough housing or resources to help people who are already here in the country, let alone take on that kind of an influx of people. You know, a lot of big kind of core Republican issues that are animating primary voters right now, those kinds of things. So I'm curious, too, have any other Republicans shown an interest in joining the Senate race, potentially sending it to a primary? There is a student at UW-Stevens Point who is in the race. There's also a Trempolo County supervisor um, out in western Wisconsin who has formally launched campaign. But most attention has been on Scott Mayer. It's a Franklin businessman that has been talking about a run. He's kind of 
pushed it off several times that he's going to make a decision. He has said that Eric Helvey's decision won't affect his, but it's become pretty clear that the National Republican Senatorial Committee really wants Helvey to be the person who's trying to kind of send a message there behind him. Right ahead of his formal launch today, there was a statement from the NRSC chair making clear that National Republicans are backing Hovde. There was a short digital ad knocking Tammy Baldwin. All the signs of, hey, Eric Hovde is the one we're going to get behind and trying to tell Scott Mayer, you know, this is not your time. We don't want you in because if Scott Mayer gets in, both he and Hovde are wealthy. The expectation they could both spend personal money, uh, write checks bigger than I can, for example, and beat each other up at the primary. If that were to happen, it would help Timmy Baldwin because whenever you have a contentious primary that the winner comes out bruised and battered and possibly broke financially, that's good for the incumbent, not great for the challengers. And go back to 2012, you know, Tommy Thompson uh, had a surprisingly tr- strong challenge in that primary from Hubdy and others. He emerged in that primary without a lot of resources, and Timmy Baldwin used that opportunity to really define him. If you recall that election from 2012, the tagline that Timmy Baldwin had was that Tommy Thompson wasn't for us anymore. And they burned that in immediately after the primary, that he wasn't the, the Tommy Thompson you remember. And it worked. It was a really well done ad campaign and helped really uh, help her beat Tommy Thompson, who was at the time viewed as like this you know, really popular former governor who had a name ID beyond anybody else that ever happened in Wisconsin. So Wisconsin is a battleground state, and this Senate race could determine which party controls the U.S. Senate moving forward. Can you walk us through that? If you look at the national rankings of which states matter the most, we're not in the top three or four or five. So West Virginia has been represented by Democrat. That's pretty much already been written off as a flip because Joe Manchin's not running. Republicans are expected to take that one. The next tier is Ohio and Montana. They both have Democratic incumbents who are in pretty red states. They've won before, overcoming the top of the ticket performance, but can they do it again? Then you kind of get into, you know, uh, open seat in Michigan, an incumbent Democrat in Nevada, Pennsylvania. Wisconsin's somewhere in that tier. It depends how you find the tiers, but it's probably like around seven or eight. The top 10 to watch for most likely to flip. So the question becomes, how many resources will we see in Wisconsin and how much our priorities are going to be? We also just saw, for example, Larry Hogan, a popular former Republican governor of Maryland, announcing run for U.S. Senate. That could put that seat in play, possibly. So people think that there's like an endless amount of money out there. And it seems like in every campaign there is, but it's actually kind of a finite resource. There's only so much to go around. And the question becomes, where will these national forces put it? Will Republicans nationally bank on Wisconsin as a true pickup opportunity? Will they say, well, look, we're better off in Ohio and Montana, maybe going to Nevada. Wisconsin's going to be like something where we'll play, but it's not going to be the focus of our attention. Well, by the way, Timmy Baldwin finished 2023 with $8 million bucks in the bank. So there's some people I talked to around campaigns who wonder if national Republicans are banking on Eric Hovde kind of getting this campaign off the ground and taking a wait-and-see approach. If things are going well for them or looks like an opportunity, then they'll invest more here. If there's not, they may go somewhere else. That's all still kind of up in the air, just what kind of resources we'll see in Wisconsin and how contested this, this race will be. I see. Okay, so from a purely like resource perspective, he has an advantage in that he has a lot of his own finances to back him up. He may not need as much support nationally. Possibly, but see what happens, though, is look at Tim Michaels in 2022 running for governor. There was an expectation that, well, this guy can write a big check to get his campaign going. And then he originally said, I'm not going to take any donations. Now, he changed that position after the primary, but it's hard when you're very wealthy and put a lot of your own money in a campaign to convince regular donors to invest in you. People are like, well, why can't you pay for everything? You've got so much money. So it's a, a double-edged sword. It can really get you off the ground. But how do you convince people to give? Because Tammy Baldwin, for example, has got a great small-dollar donor network. She's raised money nationally before. She's a priority for a lot of interest groups 
who care about her getting reelected. And those small dollar donations can really fuel a campaign in a big way. Can Eric Hovde, you know, write a big check to carry him through all, to match all of that? Or will he be successful in attracting attention from donors despite giving, um, put a lot of his own money in the campaign? Same time, Scott Mayer, if he gets in, will those two wealthy businessmen write a bunch of big checks, drain their resources, and leave them in a bad spot come post-primary? I think that covers all of my questions. But is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Anything they should look out for? Uh, maybe a lot of TV ads. <laughs> I mean, like... With the presidential race, we are once again going to be in the eye of the storm. And one of the big questions for Baldwin is, she won by almost 11 points in 2018, did much better than Tony Evers did in 2018 at the top of the ticket. And people have talked about you know, how well she did in that campaign, but it's a different environment. This year, you have a presidential race, not a gubernatorial race, top of the ticket. Will Joe Biden, who all signs is even the nominee for Democrats, Will he be even with Donald Trump, who by all sides right now is going to be the nominee for Republicans? Will they be even? Will one eke ahead by several points? If Joe Biden and Donald Trump are even on election day this November, or who are the two candidates are? Timmy Baldwin, probably the favorite to win for people I talk to. But if it's Biden v. Trump and Biden craters, let's say he loses by four, five, six points, that gets tougher to overcome. You know, we don't have a lot of ticket splitters anymore. So it's really interesting to watch not only how Baldwin does, but how that relationship works between the top of the ticket with her race and the presidential race. Thank you again for agreeing to speak with me, J.R. Anytime. Best of luck. That was J.R. Ross, editor of WIS Politics. He shared his perspective on Eric Hovde's run for U.S. Senate against incumbent Senator Tammy Baldwin. According to Ross, a lot is still up in the air, namely whether Hovde will have any competition from his own party and how much financial support the Madison businessman will receive over the course of his campaign.